I'm Andy Viano, a staff writer at the Flathead Beacon. Today is Thursday, April 16th, and this is the Beacon's update on the coronavirus and its impact on the Flathead Valley. On today's show, I'll share one of the stories from this week's Faces of Resiliency series in the Flathead Beacon. We chose five people in the Valley to sit down with last week and dive into how they're responding to the coronavirus outbreak and the unique challenges they each face. And you'll hear part of my interview with Creston School third grade teacher Pauline Davidson in just a minute. Before then, a reminder that this podcast and all the other content we produce is made possible by the members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Club members pay as little as $5 per month to support our journalism and make our reporting possible, especially during times like these. To join the club or find out more, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. Stay tuned later in the episode for the latest updates and developments on COVID-19 around the state of Montana. But first, let's hear from Pauline Davidson. Pauline has been teaching since the 1990s, first in Texas, then in Indiana, and now here in northwest Montana at Creston School. She returned to full-time teaching four years ago after a stint at home with her three kids, and now, of course, she's working as both a full-time mom and full-time teacher from inside her house. Davidson's children, aged 12, 15, and 17, have been learning remotely for the last month, and Pauline says it's actually been mostly a positive as the unexpected break has allowed the four of them to spend more quality time together. So we start the day together probably around 8 and have breakfast and we're seated. They've got their laptops and they're opening them up to see what teachers have posted. And so while I'm working on my laptop, they've got all their laptops out and it has worked well so far. And I do check in with them from time to time, make sure that they're getting everything done and posted. They work so well on their own when they're in school regularly. I very seldom have to check in on mine. But we do take a break around lunch and we all sit. That's been one perk about staying at home is we get to eat meals together and I check in with them. So what are you doing for this class? What are you doing for that class? And we'll talk about different Zoom meetings that they've had. And they really, for the most part, have adapted much quicker than I did even to home to remote learning. I know they miss their friends. They, rem- they miss that social time. But they've done really well. and. I feel like they could just do this to the end of the year with no problem. Pauline teaches a class of 23 third graders, and like her three at home, most of them have adapted fairly well to remote learning, even if they're not able to solely focus on school while at home. In various families, there are my student in my class is the oldest sibling in the family. And so mom is having to deal with a first grader with lessons and a kindergartner with lessons, and then my third grader with lessons. And so while she's working with another kiddo in the family, my, my student is entertaining siblings. So that, that's one issue. The other would be mom and dad working outside of the home, but grandparents are helping. And so, and grandparents and tech have, are a challenge. And so I do find myself really working with the grandparents more when it comes to explaining lessons and working with tech. I try to make the lesson plan itself one that kids wouldn't need parental help with. So I'm hoping that the way that it is presented to them doesn't require them to sit next to a parent, that they can say, okay, Mrs. D has presented this material to me so I can just follow what she has here and learn this on my own. 
And so it is true that the third trimester standards are the hardest of the year. That's why we save them to this point in the year. But I feel like as far, when I kind of assess what I've taught so far, most of the kids are coming along with it. And it could be too that the parents are like, you know what, I remember doing this. Let me help explain it to you. But the whole point of the lesson plans is that they won't need parental help, but yet still learn the concepts. I feel like with each new week, it gets a little easier and we form more of a rhythm. I feel more of a rhythm with the kids and it's easier to write the lesson plans in the style in which I do, the more often I write them. And I, when I think about what could possibly come, I do have a hope that we could get back in May, but my guess would be that we will be off for the rest or whether we'll be at home remote learning for the rest of the year. Now as a faculty, we do, meet on Zoom and talk about, you know, issues, questions, concerns. We, my principal is offering resources that help us with our planning. And, you know, I've probably called her three or four times this week and just kind of thrown out an issue that I have. We work through it together. And so I do still feel like I've got support and I've got what I need, but still in the back of my mind, when I think about it, I know we can do this. We can do the home learning all throughout the rest of the year, but I'm hoping that May might bring an ease in the regulation and that we can get back into the school year. If classes do remain outside the classroom until the end of the year, Pauline is starting to feel fairly comfortable with the rhythm of remote learning and the plan she's been able to put in place for her students. To begin with, I post a lesson plan Sunday evening that involves all of the assignments and all the lessons that I want the kids to do that upcoming week. And Within that, embedded within that lesson plan, I have invitations to Zoom meetings, all class Zoom meetings, where we get the entire class on for a lesson. And so, so besides the all class Zoom meetings, I have assignments uh, from Khan Academy, which helps them with their math. They have uh, another website where they can practice some of the teaching. So if they, if they have learn if I have taught them something and then I'll say kids at the end of this lesson you're going to go to this website and practice this concept and that's all embedded within the lesson I'm trying to think I also I create various lesson plans you know different kids have different needs and so I do modify the lesson plan to fit the needs of the students and then I've got some families who say you know we'd like half internet lesson and half paper packet so I have a lesson plan for them also so I guess creating the lessons has been a challenge in the sense that I didn't consider the differences within each family. And so that's created a good bit of work for me. Work, of course, is very different these days for a lot of people, Pauline and her three kids included. But while they all settle into this new reality to face known and unknown challenges for an unknown amount of time, the Davidsons have also found a way to find silver linings through it all. Well, so we have stepped away considerably from any activity that we did before. And at first we were like, wow, that's kind of nice to get a breather because it was just so hectic with all the meetings and, you know, Ben was doing after school track and with the different club meetings. But now that we've had about four weeks into it, we're like, you know what, kind of miss doing all that. So we have talked about when we do get back to the normal, how exciting it will be to have those next club meetings or to have those next meet times or to see friends again, I think we'll be able to maybe overlook some friends' imperfections or maybe overlook things that have annoyed us in the past because it'll be so exciting just to get back to 
what was normal before. My many thanks to Pauline Davidson for her time, and you can read her story and the four other profiles as part of our Faces of Resiliency series by going to flatheadbeacon.com or by picking up this week's Flathead Beacon, which is available on newsstand throughout Northwest Montana. Now here's the latest on COVID-19 in Montana as of 5 p.m. on Thursday, April 16th. The state of Montana has confirmed 415 cases of coronavirus since the middle of March, with 11 new cases added to that total on Thursday. This marks the first time in a week that the number of new cases was higher than the day prior, and it is the most confirmed cases in a single day since April 10th. Montana also suffered its eighth death statewide on Thursday, and it was the fourth death in Toole County. That rural county has been besieged by COVID-19 after an outbreak began at a retirement home in Shelby. There have been 26 confirmed cases in Toole County, which has a population of less than 5,000. There have been 37 confirmed coronavirus cases here in Flathead County. In other news, Governor Steve Bullock, his wife Lisa, and the Montana No Kid Hungry program announced they were giving a $15,000 grant to Kalispell Public Schools in an effort to continue to feed local families during the statewide school closures. KPS officials say they were serving about 900 families per day at the beginning of the coronavirus-related closures, but that number has jumped to between 2,500 and 3,000 meals in recent days. Food is available for pickup between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Monday through Friday at various locations around Kalispell. Visit sd5.k12.mt.us to find out more. Finally, the Montana Hospital Association said on Thursday that the cancellation and reduction of elective surgeries during the coronavirus pandemic could cost state hospitals up to $100 million. Earlier this week, Kalispell Regional Healthcare announced it was furloughing around 600 employees as a cost-saving measure because of declining revenues. And one quick programming note before I go. The pace of coronavirus news has somewhat thankfully slowed in recent days, so we're moving this podcast to three times a week for the foreseeable future. Starting next week, we'll have shows on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, we will return with additional shows if breaking news merits. That's all for today. Talk to you next week, and thanks so much for listening.